0: On this episode of The Pod, we recap Season 2 of Westworld with their guest host, Caleb. The Power Over gang shares about their favorite episodes, characters, and moments from the world-shattering second season of Westworld.
1: Tune in as
0: we pour it all over.
1: Hey friends, welcome to the Power Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee, Today, we're kicking it with Caleb and going over season two of Westworld. And what a season it has been. But uh, before we get into all that, how's everybody doing?
2: What up, though?
1: Yes, welcome back, Caleb. Glad to be on the thank show you, with thank you again.
2: Thank you. Glad to be on the show with you again.
1: Yeah, that's uh-huh. sure We missed each other last time. <laughs> Turning
2: the tables. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: yeah. Getting the gang uh-huh. back together. How you
2: doing,
1: Dill? I'm I'm all right. I'm, I'm glad to be recording. I think I think we'll have some good things to say. Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> but there's a lot to talk about at the very least. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm doing You're good. You're gonna have to hold me
0: back a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I guess we can get into it just so we don't kind of drag it on and make sure the sure, episode's sure. not too long. Hopefully yeah 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 but yeah, I think we can start a little more general, so kind of just talking about the season as a whole before getting into some more specifics, but yeah but what are what are y'all's thoughts generally on how season two went um and maybe if you had like like a rating for it or something, what would you say? Yeah.
2: Hmm. I think for me, um what I really liked, uh, at least well this season. I will say that I liked the first season more than the second season, Mm. I think, if only because the world building was still happening in the first season, and so Mm. there was still a lot of surprises, a lot of twists as you're going along, especially with the whole Bernard Arnold host Mm. thing, and then the man in black being William, all those, there was a lot of twists and turns throughout all of that, and uh, that Mm. made it. For me, at least, it was a little more exciting and uh, interesting to watch. I think for this season, it kind of took that world, took a lot of those twists and turns, and then just started kind of building a story around those, but without as many of the, I guess it saved all the twists and turns until the very, very end. Mm-hmm. And then like the mm-hmm. last couple episodes is when it just like threw everything into a circle or a loop or whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would definitely say, yeah, I think I liked the first season a little bit more. But it was interesting to see, at least in this season, especially with people like Maeve and Bernard, and to see their stories uh, and their arcs as they went along. It was cool to see all of that. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would uh, would say that I definitely liked season one better. Um,
2: season two was
0: uh, pretty good on certain episodes. I really liked the bottle episodes of, um, like, the Riddle of the Sphinx. I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. And then I also liked um, Kikuya, the uh, Akechita episode. really mm-hmm. like those mm-hmm. two in particular, mm. but uh, the rest is kind of fuzzy to me to be honest. Uh, I almost feel like this season is is a little bit forgettable as far as mm. um, just the the overarching story because I don't know. maybe I feel like there are so many different themes this season yeah. is tackling. That once it got to the end, those themes didn't really matter as much. Like Mm -hmm. the quest for immortality that started to fall by the wayside. And then the consciousness thing kind of took a backseat Uh to this whole host uh, revolution thing with Dolores. Uh Um, So it just felt, you know, in our previous pods, I I shared convoluted. Mm -hmm. just felt very kind of twisted and everywhere and just kind of scattered.
2: Um, Which the billion different timelines didn't necessarily help with that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it did not. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I look forward to the day where
0: Westworld becomes a single timeline, mm. and mm. maybe that will be season three. Who knows? Oh <laughs> man,
1: I don't think it's ever gonna happen. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think watching season, well, watching both seasons now, I feel like it's just. I, I don't know if they think it's just their style or, like, they're really leaning into it. But, yeah, the whole jumping timelines thing, I I realize I think I'm starting to get a little tired of it. Because um, mm. I, I, in the beginning, is cool, cool. Like, because, you know, for the, yeah. for the first little while, you don't realize that it's the timelines, right? You know, you got Young William, you got Logan, you know, you got Man right. in Black and all that. And then when they make that huge reveal, you're like, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. but now mm. I just feel like they're just still doing it and it's no longer a surprise. kind of like you were saying, Caleb. So I just kind of like, uh, I feel like it's not helping anymore. Mm. And almost like they're mm-hmm. just doing it just to do it. But right. yeah, yeah. I mean, in regards to the season, so, though, you know, I, I think we're all just coming out the gate saying that season one was better. I would agree with that. Mm. Um, it's hard though. It's, it's kind of one of those, like when you try to do the sequel, quote unquote sequel, I think you have a lot of decisions to make, and I think with this one, they, I think they try to do too much. Mm, like, true. yeah, like I think yeah. I think what you said was like, was right, Joe, because you say it's like kind of parts of it were kind of forgettable, and like even before yeah. we started recording, we were saying like, man, I, I don't even remember the beginning of season two. Like I forgot that was part <laughs> of the season because I feel like. <laughs> There's just so much happening, and I feel like the major parts weren't necessarily developed quite as much. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like the flow was kind of weird.
2: You know, yeah, we had some, like,
1: really high pace, like, really fast, a lot of stuff happening, and they slowed it down, you know, with with some, like, backstory ones, kind of like yeah. Ketsuya. So it just kind of felt um, a little abrupt, maybe, which also, I think, impacted how they were able to tell the story so yeah, mm-hmm. as a whole I mean it was good, it's still Westworld, but hopefully, you know, they don't do the same type of approach, I think, in the next season. I, I would I would appreciate that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah, uh I feel like season I mean the season in season two, the first episode and the last episode were kind of the same. Like I think when we talked about the first episode I use the same word, you know, convoluted or scattered. I think I use scattered mm-hmm. as yeah. my word for the first episode because that's kind of what it was. And I think Bill Dil and I were kind of debating this, like, did we like it? Did we not like it? Did we feel like this new world building that Westworld was doing for season two, did we like that or did we not? And I think, Dill, you said you actually liked the first episode because you liked the little snippets they gave of each character. hmm and I was like, "Oh no, I don't like that because it just, it's just so confusing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at the end of season two, this finale, I guess we were resp- I guess the writers and the directors intended us to feel like we're coming full circle because it's kind of the same setup as the first episode where you know Bernard's on the beach again, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. know there's all these different snippets and it's supposed to come together as one. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, I'm just rambling at this point. Um, what, w- what would you guys give as an overall rating for this season?
1: I uh, always try to do. I always want to do like halves, you know. But I, I feel like that's that's like cop out. Um, so <laughs> I, I will give it a four out of five. I don't know what. Oh, I, I don't know wow. what number system we're given here. You know, if it's like one out of ten, <laughs> one out of. 36 or something <laughs> i'm gonna go one out of or no not one but i'm gonna go four out of five but four realistically five. three and a half but you know try try to stick away stay away from those halves but yeah i, I wow. give it a four I, I still overall enjoyed it um but yeah could have been better interesting
2: yeah, I would think I would probably say similar boat. Uh, I think I definitely I mean, definitely still enjoyed it. It's still you know Westworld. Um, it's still exciting. I think it still has a lot of a lot of great little lines or just character dialogue that I enjoyed getting to hear and see, and um, just little commentary on. Um, life and things but Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think i I still enjoyed a lot of that um but i i will say for a lot of the reasons that we've mentioned already being you know just kind of confusing and all over the place and then um, preach yeah Mm -hmm. there's just a lot going on yeah i would drop down my rating a little bit so yeah i definitely say yeah like a three and a half to four would probably be mine Mm
0: -hmm. as well okay
2: i'm gonna say three i'm gonna say three out
0: of five okay Three. three i was was kind of thinking like two out of five, Ooh. Ooh. but Ooh. yeah, that, that would mean I just straight up did not enjoy it. Yeah. And right, right. I will say it was an enjoyable watch, but it was also at times cringy mm. and mm. kind of annoying. So, mm. I, and it's really just those little details, the plot holes, the, just a little minutia and like the jumping between timelines. Those kinds of things kind of made it less enjoyable, but overall, I would give it a three out of five.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's pretty pretty accurate, I think. Yeah, I, I think because, like I was saying, that they just had to—they're just trying to do so many things. They just kind of had mm-hmm. to put those like p- small plot holes in there and not really acknowledge them and just kind of move on. So, right. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they were like experimenting because like season one was like great you know people loved it it was received super well i think for the Mm -hmm. most part season two was actually received fairly well except for like the finale Mm -hmm. and some some of the other episodes but um as a whole i think people liked it and i think they were trying to figure out maybe even larger than just season two like what direction they're trying to take it um so hopefully is my my hope you know season three and maybe even beyond that they'll try to Kind of, kind of pick the things they thought works, and then kind of roll with those. Oh, okay.
0: Um, can, can we spend a little bit of time talking about some plot holes? Because I do want to air some things. <laughs> okay. about what, you
2: guys... <laughs> what you got? What you Sounds got? Like you got a list already, man. Okay.
0: Uh, no, no, I purposely did not make a list. But if you guys think of any, let's let's, let's hash some of these out. Because like yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to give them too much credit. Mm. Like. Mm-hmm. How how did Teddy and how did Akechita's wife end up in the valley beyond? Because they weren't even jumping through that uh, that rift. Mm, like right. they just appeared there. Like did they just die and then their souls like went there?
2: <laughs> oh. Did like did Dolores or Bernard somehow upload them through the 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 forge? Mm. Maybe. I-
0: no, but they were sending the, the actual the actual host data to the world. Like the oh, real world. True. So like perceivably the only hosts that would be in the valley are the ones who made it through the rift, right?
1: Hey, that, that's, that's, that's that's what you would think. Um it's this, yeah it's possible, you know, here us trying to make <laughs> excuses or something. I don't don't want to do that too much, but yeah, I, I think the only way you could really consider it, at least for a his wife, is that they had the backups, you know. Um, well, I mean, the cradle blew up, whatever. But <clears throat> somehow <laughs> that connection, because cause she was in storage, like Teddy. I mean, he died. Yeah, but, she was in storage. Like he yeah. was still like quote unquote active and around, whereas she she was just in cold storage. So, right. I don't know, man. Th- there's no Okay, how much
0: is Westworld paying you? Do how much is Westworld paying you? To don't, <laughs> don't worry
1: about it, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: doesn't doesn't look like anything to me. Something that I've always I guess something that I'm just a little, just a little confused about, um, and maybe this will help explain some of that what you're asking about, Joe, is that I never really understand how the hosts die. Like mm. how is it that they actually I was die? Just because that too. they get shot all the time. Like sometimes Dolores gets shot full of holes and she's fine mm-hmm. like she showed that off mm-hmm. and then other times like someone gets shot in the chest and they fall over like Maeve how Maeve dies she doesn't even get shot in the head she just gets shot right. in the chest. she falls down and she's quote-unquote dead and maybe they kind of hint that she's not really dead because <laughs> Lee looks at her at the end and maybe he's gonna not Lee but the um Felix. two lab yeah. techs you Felix and so maybe she's still gonna be alive you know like I said so I'm kind of confused you know the host and dying and after Teddy shoots himself Um, Dolores pulls his control unit out Mm. and it's not destroyed because the bullet just like bounced into it. So she has his control unit. I'm imagining she took it in that little bag of five um, control host things that she takes out of the park. But if she has that data in there, then maybe she somehow copied it and put it into Mm. the valley. Now, I don't know how that explains Akechito's wife, but that could explain (laughs) how Teddy got there, potentially. (laughs) oh yeah going back to the what you said with the hostess too like that's how that's how
0: Clementine quote unquote died too Mm. like she just got shot in the chest two times and then
2: she just fell on the on the ground so yeah yeah, I don't know that was I think that's probably one of the bigger a bigger plot hole for me Mm. was just what constitutes a host death because even in the beginning in the earlier the beginninger wow the (laughs) earlier the earlier episodes and even the previous season hosts could die all manners of ways like humans would die so yeah if they did get shot Mm -hmm. somehow they die but it wasn't really death as much as it was they would just shut down and they pull them into the lab they pull out the bullets repair some things and then they just turn them back on but it was Mm -hmm. almost like there's just a system thing that just tells them to shut down or freeze motor functions or whatever it is when um you know they're they're quote-unquote dead or acting yeah yeah Yeah,
1: I think they're the whole functioning of like how how the hosts kind of work in the park is Mm -hmm. has never really been explained even in season one like they reset Mm -hmm. but like when do they reset you know. Right. And then like in Akensha does thing. he's he's out there for like nine years. Ten yeah, right. like ten, years, yeah, ten just, years.
0: Just doing his thing, spreading <laughs> yeah. the spreading the gospel.
1: Yeah. So it's very confusing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. Um here's a, here's another thing. Uh <laughs> um, Oh shoot and I, and I just forgot it. Oh dang it. Um okay, it'll come back to me. You go ahead, Dale. go ahead, Dill. Good go ahead. Move us along. <laughs>
1: Oh, I mean, other plot holes. Ugh, hard, hard to think of them off the top.
0: Oh no, you don't have. You can leave the plot holes up oh. to me. You, you, you can go
2: ahead. And put <laughs> no, what we're you, actually you supposed you got to that talk
1: about. Um, yeah, it's it's not a plot hole, but it's just. I mean, I think I just keep harping on them trying to do too much, but like. By the end of the season, yeah. I, I had almost forgotten that, like, Shogun World was part of the season. Yeah. Or that it even existed. Yeah. <laughs> but they dedicated, like, two episodes to it. And I was just right. like, why? Um, well, I, I know. That, that was actually one of the highest rated episodes of the season. was the one mm-hmm. that Joe and I didn't really like. But... Um, <laughs> That's so. Which,
2: wait, that was the the Shogun World episode?
1: Yeah, I forgot. It was like five or like six or something. So it was like after it was introduced, Mm -hmm. and it was the episode basically all about Shogun World.
2: Yeah, I think it was episode five. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like so significant, but then not, at least in the grand scheme of things. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Not a plot hole, but also like a, a gripe, I guess.
2: Yeah, I would agree that I think, yeah, I mean, you've mentioned it a couple of times now, but I definitely say that this season, it seems like there were, like there's the big overarching plot in season one of this, yeah, this host consciousness and kind of the development of like, what is actually behind the park? What are they doing? Who are the people? All that kind of stuff. But then this season, mm-hmm. it feels like it took where that left off. And started to go with it, and then all of a sudden just split into so many different things. You have the backstory with Delos and them trying to recreate Delos. Mm. You have the backstory. I think there's some more backstory with William and Logan, even just acquiring the park in the first place. There's the side uh, episode with Shogun World and uh, Akechita and his whole uh, you know, his tribe and all of that. And so there's all these episodes that just made the whole plot just kind of get very disjointed and all over the place. Which, mm. I mean, maybe that's a theme. I know the first episode starts off with um, with Bernard and Dolores talking, and it ends that opening scene with Bernard asking, is this now? And multiple episodes start with that conversation, and Bernard saying, is this now? Is this now? Is this now? Mm-hmm. Is this now? And so it seemed like that was, I don't know what theme that would be necessarily, but it seemed like they were definitely intentionally being confusing and making, trying to make the viewer just as confused as say Bernard. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've often experienced Westworld through Bernard's lens. Um, He's kind of often been the character that we see the world from. And so him being jumbled and confused throughout the whole season, maybe them implementing all of these different plot lines and all this stuff as a way of, um, again, putting us in Bernard's perspective which i mean maybe that's a storytelling device or whatever but i think it yeah just makes it extra confusing for the viewer and more challenging to get engaged with mhm yeah confusion that's a good one which i think it's interesting the so i have the wikipedia Page that has a season two overview and so as each episode and all that and it has the viewers for each mm-hmm. one and it started off season one had 2.06 million viewers and wow. by the middle of the season so oh. just six episodes in it dropped down to a million and then Ooh. by the end, it was just at 1.56. So it seems Ooh. like there's something about even the season, the, whether that was the confusion or frustration or whatever it is of viewers, like they lost a whole lot of viewers wow. going through, which is interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, Wait, which one was the So we're not the only six? ones who <laughs> sort are of confused. Yeah.
2: Um, episode six was Phase Space, so it was the one right after Shogun World. So I guess okay. Shogun World is what <laughs> people were like, alright,
0: we're done. Cool. F- Face Face, I think, was the one where Maeve and the crew like go underground and then Lee gets all like mm-hmm. I don't know, sentimental about like Hector and uh yeah, I don't know that I don't think that one was very
1: good. <laughs> alright, hmm. So maybe, you know, we we ragged <laughs> on uh the season a little bit now, but Maybe looking at the different characters, because, you know, we've had 20 episodes with a lot of these characters now, so at this point in season two, y'all got a favorite character, um, um, and maybe why, like, what makes, what draws you to that character, um, for I would this say season. for
2: me, I guess I have two semi-favorite characters. Um, I would say Maeve is one of my favorite characters. Um, and I would say less so mm. near the end of the series as opposed to the beginning of the season slash series. Um, but I just felt like Maeve... Yep throughout the whole thing was just kind of very she felt very independent and so she was separate from dolores and she seemed separate from ford and separate from william and kind of she was just doing her own thing on her own mission and had just some really really great just one-liners where she would just say something to somebody and just like man this is mave sticking it to him again um (laughs) And so then, yeah, of course, then she gets, like, <laughs> ridiculously overpowered by the end so of the series. Mean. And that just kind of made it where it's like, okay, well, it was – I don't know. It made it a little harder to be as invested in the character. But it was still really cool when she, like, broke out of the lab by making all of the host uh, bulls attack oh, the, yeah. um Delos crazy. people. That was pretty That was pretty yeah. badass. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I would say Maeve, number one, primary just mm. because, yeah, she just kind of was doing her own thing throughout the whole thing and stayed very independent from all the other characters. Um, I like that a lot. But I think one of my mm. favorite characters um, was Lee. And I like oh, Lee. wow. If only because his, um, his character arc, I feel like, is the most changed from mm. the beginning of the series to the end. I feel like most every wow. other character somehow stays... To an extent, the same as they were first introduced. So, for example, Dolores is always questioning, always pushing the boundaries, you know, always moving forward. Uh, Maeve is always doing her own thing. Bernard Mm -hmm. is always confused. I don't know. But (laughs) Lee, Lee starts off. Yeah, Lee, Lee starts off and he's like this very narcissistic, very, you know, thinks about himself, thinks about, yeah. you know, just trying to, you know, he doesn't like the host. He think, you know, acknowledges like, you know, kind condes- of very condescending to them. You you're just robots. I just program this, you know, all this stuff. But by the end of it, you see this complete switch where just by being around Maeve and Hector and seeing the love that she has for her daughter and all the stuff that, you know, apparently is just programmed or coded in. But it's becomes real to him and he sees that mm-hmm. and then he has this whole moment. Where Hector's gonna sacrifice himself, and he's like, "No, you know I'm gonna sacrifice I'm gonna like you know let you guys run off, and so he has this whole monologue, and that's how he dies granted. I was a little confused as to why he had to do that, like that's that whole scene felt very kind of forced in, yeah, but I still enjoyed the fact that, yeah, I mean, again, Lee just had this huge character reversal and development throughout the whole time, um mm. and so I just yeah i liked I liked that a lot,
0: wow. Really
1: interesting. <laughs> Did not expect. And what about you, do Yeah. Um, I, I think I have a couple different ones okay. for for different reasons, I guess. Um, ones that I just kind of feel like I, I just like them because they're just, uh, I, I like maybe their character, their personality, mm-hmm. kind of their values, what they stand for. So like, Okay. someone for that would be like a I like even that you know not not to get into like the talking about the episodes and stuff too, but getting his background, his story um and yeah, I think seeing that he he is someone mm. that has always cared about his family, his tribe, and that is just really what has driven him kind of throughout. Um, so i I really I like that and also the fact that he he's basically the first host mm. to kind of wake up and realize things um so I think that's pretty cool and then another um, short lived character that I actually enjoyed really enjoyed that they they had him in there was james mm. delos oh um, okay. so that, like hmm. i don't know if I'd say he's like favorite but he's like Coolest, maybe to me, yeah, like because they use him to introduce the whole idea of that host human hybrid, um, right? Mm-hmm. And then also, just in general, like his acting when he kind of went crazy, oh, and yeah, and all those different scenes, um, <laughs> in The Forge when they're testing him, he's also going crazy, yeah, um, so I maniacal, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, mean, I thought he's a super great actor, and then also just the idea that. That kind of brought out in this season, kind of embodied by him. Um, mm. So he's like most interesting in terms of like what he represents, I think. Mm. But yeah. Well, what about you, Joe?
0: Interesting. Um,
1: I'm actually going to say the
0: man in black. He okay. was uh, okay. my favorite yeah, character this season. Yeah. yeah. For for you, uh, Yeah. For me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I, I just like it because... He, to me, is a very raw and um, Mm. uh, just uh, even though he puts on a very tough guy act, I I know deep down he's a very vulnerable character. Mm -hmm. And um, there's just so much about his past that's revealed in this season. I really liked Mm -hmm. learning about the whole Juliet uh, piece. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of understand his perspective that he's doing all this um, you know, maybe because he truly is like a terrible person inside, but also that he carries around a lot of, um, guilt and, um, you just understand that he's also just a very nuanced, uh, character. Um, yeah. and, uh, another thing is like, I feel like he's had some really, um, redeemable, uh, episodes, mm-hmm. like, especially the one where he... Basically saves uh, El Lazo or Lawrence yeah. and his mm. wife. I mean, although he's like terrorized them in the past, and mm. Lawrence gets revenge for that, I felt like that was like a little glimmer, like a little glimpse of like who he could be. Mm. And I was just really just in awe of that scene, like the whole the, the way that the scenes connected with him and Craddock with mm-hmm. that whiskey bottle, the bourbon bottle. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. that was really cool how I saw that unfold. Um, and then also, um, what was it? Yeah, his the whole episode nine, where you learn about him and his background. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I guess kind of like you, Caleb, I, I liked how he evolved, uh, but then I don't really like how he ended up, like mm-hmm. like with Maeve. Like, I felt like at the end of episode 9 when he was like trying to dig that the possible cable that would be like in his arm i feel like in in episode 10 we could have seen a totally different william uh had the writers chosen to really elevate him into more of a protagonist role mm. like realizing kind of his um uh, shortcomings and his in his own kind of depravity and then maybe kind of having, like, an aha moment of, like, oh, like, I, I am really, like, a piece of crap. Like, I've done all this, these terrible things, and, like, I've driven myself into insanity, and, like, uh, I'm really trying to right my wrongs at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, they didn't really do that. So long-winded answer, but, yeah, definitely the man in black was my favorite character this epi- season. This, uh season. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think the Man in Black definitely had some of the key moments in this season. Like, definitely, I mean, we talked about that whole scene when he saves Lawrence and his family, like, super legit. I, I like that a lot. And then, mm-hmm. like, fast-forwarding even toward the end, when he kills Emily, I mean, he kills his oh own my daughter, God. like, I yeah, was like, oh, was... what, like... What happened? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, do what now? Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's like... He is a protagonist, but he's like this kind of, I, I mean, he, antagonist, like this this bad guy, Anti-hero. but still main character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I think they're I th- hopefully setting him up for even like even bigger, uh, bigger roles in the future. I think. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Wait, I'm sure you guys talked about this on the last episode, but have we established whether or not? all of that season was William, like, as it actually <laughs> happened? Or was that every scene with William just him inside of the the whatever test that oh, the hosts are the running? Oh, the fidelity test. Like fidelity test. Like, was this the whole season with William? Was that just a fidelity test? Or is mm. it, like, the events that actually happened and then it just ends with how the fidelity test always ends? Mm. Like, I was a little bit confused about that.
0: I think as a viewer, we saw parts and pieces of it because when we get to the beach and Dolores slash Charlotte is getting onto the boat, we do see a human version. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, that initial exodus that Dolores makes, that is the man in black and he is Mm -hmm. recovered. But Mm -hmm. I think maybe when it cuts back to just him and uh nobody else there and then like the two dead deadless people by their little dune buggy i think that might be the start of that fidelity test or maybe that's just another that's where we're spliced in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think i think the secret yeah. to west world is whenever you have a, a question like is this this or this the answer is probably just yes because <laughs> um, i think it, it's, it's all those things but yeah there's definitely a possibility where the whole season, or at least the latter half, is just his fidelity <laughs> test. <laughs> like,
0: oh my god! Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Because the whole episode nine, I mean, we think it's just a flashback kind of backstory deal, but it could just be his his test going that far back. Who knows? Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna <laughs> say like at the at the end, uh, his daughter who's testing him yep. for fidelity in the room. She says that you know we've been like bringing you through all the events that led you to like this place right now and just Mm. testing you for fidelity. So it seems like to me that wouldn't, that would imply that they've been testing the whole entire experience, like the whole season's worth of events just to see his, um, you know, how he's acting, how he's reacting, all that kind of stuff. How he's responding to things. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see yeah, what they're what they have in plan for him uh, in the following season, and or what the hosts are even trying to do. Mm-hmm, like, right. why are the hosts testing him for fidelity? Like, what's, what's going on there? Right. Interesting. So. What were you gonna say, though? Yeah.
0: Oh, what was I laughing about? Like, I, I yes, yes. oh shoot, my computer. Hold on, uh, I busted out laughing because. Um, uh, when dill said the answer is yes it reminded me of when uh bernard was kind of asked by ford and now we know it was himself like what are you gonna mm. do or not what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do or whatever or, are you gonna choose your own path and then he was no. simultaneously <laughs> asked by um strand it's like what decision did you make <laughs> and then Bernard, I mean, he bernard he yeah. just says Yes. yes. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. in my head, like that's not a decision.
2: <laughs> I chose. Yeah, yes. I do remember, like I thinking, yes. I just yeah, I thought I just missed a line when I watched that the first time, and I was like, eh, I just probably just missed something. But yeah, no, it was it was yeah, definitely a little confusing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man! All right, so I guess as we're talking about characters, and as I was kind of. Getting ready for this pod, uh, my nerdiness kicked in, and I don't mm. play Dungeons and Dragons, Same. but I have a certain affinity for those things. And in that world, there's this thing called the alignment system. Mm. I don't know if you guys had heard about it before. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Caleb has. I, I thought you know. would.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> But uh, basically uh, what the Wizards of the Coast describes it, describe it as describes it as is, is, is kind of a personality, a way to look at personality. So um, characters really have uh, two dimensions. One is uh, kind of good versus evil or good neutral evil. And another is like order or like ethics, I guess is what they call it. Law, lawful, neutral or chaotic. And so, um, you can basically graph out any character or any person based on those two axes. So you can be like a good lawful character or like a truly neutral character, like double neutral, or even be like a good chaotic character, so on and so forth. And, um, I think it's pretty useful to understand like characters. So, Mm. If you guys want to pull up the link I sent you guys, and I think it'd be cool just to look at what this Reddit page categorized our uh, Westworld characters under. So why don't you guys take a look at that, and maybe we could just talk about if we agree or disagree or if we're surprised by certain characters. Hmm. So Teddy's obviously... Lawful a good lawful character. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he respects, like, the laws of the land, and he's, he you know, obviously he's a sheriff character, but then he's also good, like, despite what Dolores tries to change, his core mm-hmm, drive is, yeah. like, this good
1: guy. He's ultimately good, because he kills himself for the sake yeah. of everybody else that he might Ooh. hurt. Yeah. Like, that's yeah you don't get more good than that if good is like caring for others
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then on the
0: opposite spectrum of that the man in black on according to these guys yeah. is chaotic evil um,
2: mm-hmm. which I guess i would i feel like I would believe that more for the first season mm-hmm. I feel like first season man in black was just we didn't really know what his game or what his angle was. And so he was just like killing people left and right. And he was just kind of doing his own thing. So I would believe that for the first season. I feel like the second season, he was a little bit more, I guess he was, he he felt less evil. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I don't know. Like maybe I I do see the chaotic component. Yeah, definitely chaotic. Yeah. Um. I mean, he is,
0: he's pretty messed up in the head. Like he, and he, um, Doesn't even seem to have a grip on which world he's in to even establish, like, am I going to be lawful or not? Hmm. So, yeah, I, I get that.
2: I guess I'm surprised on this whole thing. So they put Dolores as neutral evil. Which... Yeah, I guess I'm surprised by that. Yeah, because I feel like the first season, she would definitely be more on the good spectrum of things. Mm -hmm. But I feel like by the end, she was doing she was kind of became more of the man in black in terms of just like semi random killing. And Mm -hmm. uh, whether that was Mm -hmm. of hosts or of guests or whatever it was like, she just she seemed to go crazy for the second season. So I'd almost put her definitely on the chaotic side, if anything. But I feel like Neutral is too um, not strong enough to describe how she was acting in the second right. season. Mm,
0: yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. You, you still say she's evil, though? I would put her more on the evil side of things yeah. as opposed to good, at least in the second season. Um, yeah. If only because I mean her whole motivation, she wants to. Destroy the world, like regular people's, I guess non-host that's people's. True. She wants to destroy the world, like that's that's her goal, that's her intent. <laughs> and she to do that, she is killing guests, she's killing hosts. She's, I mean, she, I think she's, yeah, she's one of the main antagonists, I would say almost. That's mm-hmm. an interesting argument, yeah. Of mm-hmm. the the second season, so I definitely put her definitely on. I feel like the evil spectrum of things, but I feel like it's more chaotic than anything else, but this also could be my lack of understanding of how alignment charts work. Um, entirely. <laughs> Same so. here. <laughs> so, uh,
0: so I think with the evil versus good, it's, it's, you're good. If you, um, is kind of the, the, doctor law, like do no harm and you're evil. If it's like you choose to do harm and you're neutral, if like, I think you, you choose neither or something. Hmm. Uh, like yeah, neutral people generally care about their own welfare, but don't seek to harm others. But evil would
2: choose to harm others. Mm. So yeah, that's why I feel like so Dolores evil is fine, but I just I don't get the neutral evil mm. as opposed to chaotic evil. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, y'all think Ford is actually true neutral?
2: Hmm. <sighs>
0: yeah, I think so. I think he likes to i don't know see like there's this idea of like ford is kind of masterminding everything Mm -hmm. and if your creations are still causing evil does that make you evil
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like are you predisposing them to evil or because you're not doing it it's
1: not your fault it's a good question i I feel like he would like to think of himself as good because he's trying to like free the host and like let them have true um you know free will all that stuff apart from Mm -hmm. from what he i I think he would see humanity in general as like maybe evil but um yeah i don't know i feel like he's kind of a little a little chaotic maybe um
2: yeah i would definitely tend more mm -hmm. to the chaotic side of things i mean he triggered the whole entire part collapse yeah. true so and then was just like not brainwashing but he was just like taking control over bernard and he's kind of has his own game of just messing with stuff so i definitely put him on the chaotic side of things mm-hmm. as opposed to new or like true neutral
1: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah. you also you also see this
0: uh arnold bernard yeah uh, Uh, difference here, the, Hmm. the, uh, what's the word, Uh, I don't know what the word is, Um, bicameralism, I guess, but the, I guess Uh, Arnold, I I guess Arnold would be considered neutral good, and then Bernard would be considered lawful neutral. Why do you think that is? Or do you agree with that?
2: I would say that Arnold uh, had the intention or he seemed he did seem to kind of have more good intentions like he wanted to save the hosts, and he was you know very against the park opening before Mm -hmm. the hosts were ready and all of that and um you know everything he did was with the intent of saving the hosts and protecting them while bernard was kind of a he i mean for a long time he was just a part of the whole system and mm-hmm. the way the park was structured and just working with the hosts and all of that. And then he realized he was a host and then started sympathizing more with their case and Dolores. And then all of a sudden he realized okay, Dolores is kind of crazy and maybe that's too far yeah. along the line. So I feel like neutral is a good line for him. Explain but, both sides. Yeah. Um for 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 him, yeah. Yeah
1: this is kind of kind of makes my head hurt
2: <laughs> yeah i uh, feel no. like i need a better understanding of the um the uh, what is it the the ethic or lawful side the lawful neutral uh-huh. chaotic i need a better understanding of how that works yeah. to right. fully grasp what this is saying but
0: we're gonna get like some dungeon master like uh-huh. like
2: <laughs> No,
0: y'all are doing this all wrong.
1: Yeah, one star. It's like Apple actually Yeah,
0: one star. <laughs> Teddy is uh, chaotic evil. Like, oh. Yeah,
1: I, I like how they put the like faceless host as true neutral. Yeah. <laughs> like that—that that makes the most sense to me. Like I, I <laughs> yeah, can drive yeah. with that.
0: Uh, that <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I thought that was interesting,
2: but yeah. uh, we can we can close that if it's uh, hurting
0: our brains. <laughs>
2: it is interesting i feel like yeah i just need a, a better understanding i should have done some research beforehand uh <laughs> to prepare myself for th- there's a lot in this reddit post too so maybe i'll just oh, read through yeah. this yeah, would, oh my God, i this would this take really a read of it. you guys have a chance take a good read yeah, take a yeah. Good
1: read put it. in the show notes for the listeners <laughs> if you want to check it out yeah
2: yeah yeah for sure for sure nice cool beans well, I think yeah, we transition to this next little section here. Um, talking we've talked a lot about the season and talking about characters and all of that, but I think something that we could close on is just talking about, you know, what was what were you guys' favorite episodes of the season? Uh, there were only ten of them. I think there were ten last time too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like, what what was a favorite episode? We talked a lot about you know episodes we liked and didn't like. Or I guess yeah. more so on the sides we didn't like. But <laughs> um, you know, if you had a favorite episode, you had to pick a favorite episode. You know, what would it be? Uh, why why did you like it? You know, there's uh, things that happened in the episode or characters or whatever it was. Uh, what was your what yeah What was your favorite episode of the season?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, Joe, Joe kind of mentioned both of mine at the top of the show, um, so I, I had two on here. I mean, I, I'm going first now, so so it don't matter if I had a backup <laughs> just already in already. case. You <laughs> <take> that, <man. laughs> yeah, but for the the two I wrote down was episode four and episode eight, uh, the Riddle of the Sphinx and Kixuya.
2: Mm. So
1: yeah, I thought Riddle of the Sphinx, which we, we've already kind of talked about, uh, just had some super cool scenes, some nice like camera work and also mm-hmm. um is pretty significant oh, yeah. to the overall story. So that's that's kinda when they uh reveal James or well when Bernard and Elsie find James Delos as like his crates mm-hmm. crazed self left in the lab. Mm-hmm. And that's also when the Man in Black and Lawrence um kinda go up against the Confederados.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I just thought those those scenes were um, really well done. I, I, I like those a lot. Um and in terms mm-hmm. of Kiksuya, I feel like one, is is a is a great story and mm. it also it felt like a breath of fresh air almost because it was I mm. could generally follow it. It was like mostly linear in, in terms <laughs> of Westworld standards. So mm-hmm. in terms of like all the crazy stuff happening, um I thought it was nice. It was like slowing down the pace. You know, really? as as their kind of dynamics go up and down a little bit, so yeah, right. I, I like Kitsuya a lot. Um, so maybe I would choose that one. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> if I guess for me, I I really liked Riddle of the Sphinx, and then um, I also really liked Episode Nine, mm-hmm. uh, once again with the Man in Black. Um, and just to throw in an extra thing there. One of my favorite scenes uh, was in the beginning of the season when Maeve and Dolores confronted each other. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, that was a good scene, and actually got me thinking. Like when Maeve was like, "Well, if you choose to, you know, start this host revolution, revolution, you're just, you know, uh, saying another prayer at their altar, yep. like trying to overthrow yep. them." And yet, in the very end, um, uh, Dolores took that advice and she, what she uh, she tried to get rid of the rift thing. So she's like, "Oh, even that's just another gilded cage they made." Mm. So I guess, and she did say at the end, like, I, "I I am changing." I think she said, like, when she chose to send the host yeah. to, to not close it. So her
2: mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, yep.
2: No, I guess I would say, for me, I really liked the Shogun World episode. Mm-hmm. I know that, that was not everybody's <laughs> favorite, it's, it's and I do really wish favorite, that... Though. I liked. I, I guess I, I, wish yeah, you, you, good, <laughs> I wish that they would just these haters. You're good, Caleb. I wish that they because they feel like they tease that so much in all the little trailer things, and they kind of had this whole build-up of this you know these new stories, new characters. Even though they're kind of the characters we know already, yeah. and but they're different and they're new. There's some new story going on. And I think also just getting a different setting was cool. Again, having mm-hmm. that familiarity of like, okay, it's still the 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 flower um oh yeah what what's it called whatever mariposa. The, the mariposa there it is um i want to say like california and that didn't sound right um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um but yeah so i mean I, I liked that a lot and i really wish that they would have connected more of the other parks and you got to kind of see how they all connected the story but yeah. um Yeah, and then secondarily, I did really like, yeah, as we've kind of all mentioned, yeah, the Riddle of the Sphinx episode. If -hmm. only, like, I think, Dylan, you mentioned this about, like, the camera work and a lot of Mm -hmm. the things they did. I mean, I liked that in in the beginning of the episode, it's showing, like, this record playing. Yeah. and kind of like this circle, and the whole room is in this circle, and it's like yeah. building this visual imagery of a loop. And I think that was a really, really strong one of the more stronger visual imagery that they use mm-hmm. in the movie. And they talk a little bit about it, and the uh, the post episode credit things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even like the song that they play. One of the lyric, the re, I think the chorus line in it is "Don't play with me because you're playing with fire." Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. To where it's I don't know it seems like it was very analogous to you know the whole storyline as, as as a as a as a whole of just you know people are kind of messing with things that maybe are outside of their control and even like the mm. whole idea of immortality and right. trying to replicate a person's life forever um you know how challenging that can be um So, yeah, I really like that. And then, yeah, similar to what you were just saying, Joe, I I think that there are a lot of scenes throughout the whole season of just, like, these individual lines or confrontations that were really strong, and especially, yeah, with Maeve and the way that she interacts with other characters, Mm -hmm. um... I think yeah, the line that she has with Dolores um is yeah, revenge is just a different prayer at their altar and I'm well mm-hmm. off my knees. Which is like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um maybe awesome. And the Oscar
0: goes to. <laughs> and the Oscar
2: goes to, yes. Um so yeah, I like those episodes a lot. Well, cool. Man, um <laughs> I think I like this season more than I thought. Oh, uh, huh. Oh, you're going to change your rating there or bring it up a little bit? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. 10, okay, Ten out of five.
0: <laughs>
1: 10, out Ten out of five.
2: five.
0: Wow. Oh, cool. Oh, man. Well, uh, man, this is, this is our last Westworld chat. Mm-hmm. It's over. Wow. For now, for now. For now, yes, for now. Um, all right, so, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll... We will move on to our next segment. Uh, I was trying to think of a creative transition there, but um, <laughs> what's making you happy this week? So, guys, uh, what's making y'all happy this week?
1: I guess I can I can go first on this one. Um, since we were talking about the season finale, we skipped kind of over our normal coffee talk and stuff. But I'll bring up a coffee experience um, this past weekend. I actually went to. Uh, it's called Parks Coffee, and I went on a roastery tour. Um, so I got to walk around it. They, they just uh, sometime last year, I think, built this new facility. They have this huge roaster in there that uh, roasts 450 pounds at once, um, wow. kind of deal. So you kind of you, you get to go up in there, see it. Uh, so you don't you don't get to be on the warehouse floor, but you get to kind of see it from from above. And then they take you to their like coffee lab, quote unquote, where you, you do, it's not really a cupping, but it's more like a tasting where you taste some different coffees. They got some cool pastries that they paired with the flavors and Mm -hmm. then you get to roast your own coffee. So yeah, this past weekend, uh, first time trying it out. I mean, it's really, it's really the the tour guide roasting it for you because she's basically like, okay, put the coffee in now. And you wait, you know, however long it takes, and she's like, oh, "Okay, you can open it now," but <laughs> I'm I'm the one physically doing it, so it's it's a cool, yeah. cool experience just to kind of see all those uh, behind the scenes kind of things uh, before you get that bag of coffee. Um, yeah, so I liked it; it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about y'all? Um.
2: Well, this week, um. For me, well, I'm just happy to have a job. I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, yeah I was unemployed for a long time post graduation, but yeah, just like I said, this is finishing up week five now. Nice. So oh, wow, have one and almost two paychecks under my belt Ooh. here, and so it's hey. getting pretty nice. Um, and yeah, I was just meeting with a buddy today. Uh, we were talking about looking at apartments and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, hopefully we'll be living in a new apartment soon too. So yeah, very it's nice. kind of what's making me happy right now. I'm, I think I'd be more happier if the weather would get warmer, but <laughs> yeah. at least until then I'm enjoying the sunshine and all of that. So yes, oh,
1: very cool. That's
2: dope.
0: Uh, for me, um, something that's not happening to me directly, but uh, the Toronto Raptors have acquired my boy Jeremy Lin. Hey, so, your boy. Yes. you know, I I used to have league pass with my dad, and we'd only watch games with Jeremy Lin. So, you know, now I got league pass for the whole NBA. So, no matter where he gets traded, yes. which he's in Toronto now, I get to watch him. So, uh, it's kind of silly, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just cool to see an Asian person. Out there mm-hmm. balling, and mm-hmm. you know, doing his thing, and potentially going to the yeah. playoffs. It's yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's just exciting, and and to know that he's come from humble roots as well, mm-hmm. and uh, it was not. I mean, he's always been a baller, but it's, it's just not you know, he's Asian, so you know, it's just a it's a very um, inter- interesting and exciting thing to see. Uh, kind of your your race mm-hmm. represented in a very predominantly mm-hmm. not Asian field, so. Yeah. That's cool. Well, um, thanks everyone for pouring it over with me and just chatting about Westworld Season Dose. And uh, I think we're going to switch it up next time with a little, a little hiatus. We're going to try and watch some other shows. One that we have on the docket so far is one called Kingdom that is
2: on Mm. netflix yeah yeah have you watched that caleb i have not watched it but it's on my queue Mm. (laughs) it looks pretty dope yeah
0: i'm gonna tell you man it's got one timeline oh that's That's, what you think (laughs) (laughs) that's what you (laughs) (laughs) you think (laughs) oh man so we might be chatting about that uh so everyone tune in for any updates regarding our hiatus and what we get into but for now, uh thanks for all you listeners tuning in, and we'll catch y'all on the next one.
1: Mm-hmm. This was the Pour Over Podcast. You can email us at pourovershow at gmail.com and tweet us at pourover underscore show. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic one word. You can also follow us on Instagram, same over underscore show. Thanks for joining us. And take care. Peace. Yeah. Doses.